Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. This is Jen. I got the lovely Anna V in the house. What's up, girl? Hey, lady. We got new chairs today. We got new chairs today. I'm a little nervous to sit in them because of all the problems we've had since delivery. Not keeping them, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. That's nice. Well, I'm going to sit in a regular chair so I don't get shocked. If that's yeah, we got right recliners in our room, but so though for those of you guys that don't know, we have this amazing podcast studio that we have in house in our office, and because uh, this life ain't for everybody, this life is not for everybody. But it's beautiful, soundproof room. We got all the mics hooked up, and we just got four of these beautiful, like movie style theater recliners, like leather recliners. And they have fancy cup holders and they do everything but fly for the most part. And they were delivered this morning and it was one problem after another. And they tried to use them earlier and they all started sparking and all kinds of crazy things. are. So they're going back. I know. I, ha- I handled it. So I but wasn't we got a new fan. ones coming, hopefully. I wasn't a fan of these when, when they came in because... My background is interior design. I went to school for that. I just wanted to do residential construction. I've designed homes, drawn house plans, all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be way too crowded. And I love this room. I'm so inspired by this room because not every photo on the wall, but most of them, um, like I can draw from my experiences. And so when I come in here, it's like a dream come true kind of place, even though we're getting to use Chad's face. <laughs> This you know, is our space so anyway, it's like, I mean, there's pheasant feathers on there and a shotgun and that's really all I need to get inspired. So, um, <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, I love that picture because it's of a man with a guitar, two men with guitars. <laughs> I think that's Zach Brown too. And Leith Lofton. And then beautiful Lake Tahoe, like, and Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. So. And these geese behind us, like they're. I just, I just love, I love, I miss hunting season. When we don't have hunting season, like I'm still doing stuff in the off season, but it's my life. And that is what we're always sharing about with all of our listeners. It's like, we are love your life so much that when you're not in your peak season that you miss it and it's work. Like it's literally work. It's so freaking hard living on the road out of a suitcase, never get to go home to your own bed, homeschooling on the road. Up at 4 a.m., entertaining all day long. It, We make it look like it's just all fun and games. But in everything, like in life, it's hard work. You it know, is. to have success. There's no way around hard work. But I think that that's what makes you is your work ethic. Like, I think people who have strong personalities and are very successful all have this amazing work ethic. And that I, I feel like I find that more more times now than ever in my life when I go places or I hear things about employees and how these people, they just, it just, I can't believe it. My kids know how to work. Like they have chores, they have things they have to do. My son Gavin just worked the snack bar at this tournament at the baseball fields this last weekend. How was that? Cause that would be an experience for a 14 year old boy to have to go into customer service yeah he did great he actually loved it when i picked them up the first day he was super excited and in the morning the next day like he set his alarm because we had to be out of the house by 7 30 on a saturday 
and he set his alarm and he was like ready to go dressed super excited to go do his work shift and then when we were done when i picked him up i wanted to do something special for them because the two boys him and his best friend they really worked hard those two days in the heat probably the hottest days that we've had in town so far so I took him out to a nice lunch and Gavin was so excited because all he wanted to talk about, he's like, mom, it was like my first two real days of working. And I was like, well, son, like it was more like volunteer work. <laughs> and he's just like, no, it was like I had a real job for two days. And I'm like, again, son, you get paid for a job and you don't get paid for volunteering at the snack bar. He's all well, close enough. So I'm proud of him. I'm proud that he volunteered his time. And he's worked hard this season. I'm glad it's over. As of today, it's over. It's over. Okay, so that's like a whole nother that's mom topic. And I can't wait for that. So, okay, we did um, set the stage for today. Today was keeping your spark. And we're going to get to that. Yeah, because the last one was about <laughs> my miserable dating life for the most part. But, yes, dating. And then Anna talked about... Her friend's parents who were well into years of marriage and that would gross them out by them kissing all the time or holding hands. Yes, the Gilmers. And I'm going to send this to sweet Patty Gilmer because she was always like the hot mom and the most fashionable mom. And um, she's probably still a babe. She is still a babe. And I haven't seen her in a while because it's been a while since I've been back to Georgia, but yeah, so when I think back about that, and then, okay, I don't really talk that much about my parents, too, but my parents never spend a night apart. They, like, my mom doesn't do girl trips, and, and I used to think, that's so weird. Like, I spent so much time by myself or whatever, and I just thought, you just go and do. One time my dad did take JC to a horse show. I don't remember exactly why my mom couldn't go. I think mom was keeping Hallie Joe. Hallie Joe didn't want to go. So my dad ran up to South Carolina with JC to spend the night in Camden for a show while I was out of town. I don't really remember all the logistics of it. Maybe Taterbug was sick or something and mom just decided to stay home with her. But other than that, and now that I'm in a nurturing relationship, I get it. Because I got asked the other day, like, when are you going back home? Bust somebody on staff. <laughs> And I was like, okay, you're my buddy, so what's up with that? You know, no, it really wasn't an insult. It was just the fact that they know I've been in competition for so long and all this stuff and hunting season is about to roll back around. And I have this massive, gorgeous kennel at home. I had built all these dreams and all this stuff. And it was just so simple. I was um, sitting out drinking coffee, and I was like, you know what? This is really what happened. We sat there and we said, okay, I can go back home to my world that would be very successful and I worked so hard for it and I could miss you or I could build on everything that I've already done and we could be together and I don't miss you. And so that's what we chose. There you go. Love always overpowers, right? So yeah. So I'm, I'm going to learn to blow a duck call and going to get, <laughs> going to get my littles, you know, oh my gosh. some duck training and um, do more than just chase pheasants with her. So you just never know what you're going to do when that right person comes in your life. And like we talked about this last episode, it wasn't like I was planning on it. I was showing up to do a job, you know, like it just, you just never but know. But that's what everybody always says. And that's what everybody always tells me. And it's not like, it sounds like now that I think about our last podcast and about me dating and wanting so much, it's not that I'm this desperate woman out there looking 
for any opportunity to find my match. Absolutely not. Like I am perfectly fine taking care of myself, taking care of my kids, doing what I do on a regular basis. It's not like I sit at home and mope and be sad about being single. I live my best life every single day. Yeah. So that's the only way that I know how to live at this point. I was so cooped up for so long with David because of our situation and always had to say no to everything that once that was all gone again, I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to be about me for once. I wanted to say yes to every opportunity. I wanted to go do things. And that's what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't had a moment to rest or chill or sit on the couch and watch a TV series. And I can't remember. Okay. So, and that's not all Chad's fault though. Because no, absolutely not. Because I am like, why are you going home? Why don't you have dinner with us? Why aren't you here? Why don't you just go pick up your kids and come right back? You know, yeah. We just have so much fun all the time. And, yeah. and we're like one big family. There are some people that could not handle this life. Like we live here. And sometimes I'm like, holy smokes. Like, we live here. Yeah. And there's people here all the time and everybody's kids are here. And it was so fun because one night everybody's kids spend the night here and then they rotate to somebody else's house who works here. And like yesterday we took all the kids, everybody's kids to the water park. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> we are take we I'm gonna figure out a way to take forty years to freedom to what's this place called? We wild Island. Wild Island. And let me tell you, it, it was ain't, wild for it sure. It is wild. And me and Jen went <laughs> we did the double float. Like what is that thing called? The double tube? A double tube, yep. Around the um, the, the lazy river. The lazy river. That's the only thing to do. Like when you are, I don't know, I see all kinds of parents on these rides and doing all these things. And that was me the first couple times I went. And there are fun rides. But the older you get, like your body sometimes can't handle these bumpy, Let me tell crazy you, girl, let's slides be honest. and all that. So like the only thing I wanted to do was sip a margarita and go around that lazy river. And we didn't have no margaritas, but the, it was too hot to stand in those lines. I wasn't fighting those kids to mm -hmm. stand in line to go down that slide. Nope. And I love how they ran in first to go get us seats and find us these four chairs. Mind you, there's seven of us all together. Well, they're not going to sit down. I told them, I said, if y'all's butts end up in these chairs, we're going to the house. Yeah, exactly. But they still found us four chairs no shade in the middle <laughs> right in the middle of this giant wave pool they're like we found you guys great spots and i'm like not this white girl like i will burn in seconds no. and i am i'm super red today and i felt like we were barely in the sun well we ended up in these little bitty short chairs that you would sit like when At being the from the south i don't know if that's what you do on the west coast because i've never been to the beach out here but in pcb if y'all know where that is panama city beach it's very famous we sit in those little short chairs with the waves rolling in and the waves rolling out. It's about yep. the only way you can handle that hot sand, right? Nope. You do you do the same thing on the West Coast. Okay. So the same thing at the West Coast. And we, at the lake. Yeah, we sat in those in the in the grass at the water park. Under a tree. Thank God we found a tree. Yeah, but by the end of the day, only half of our our um chairs were in shade. So me and Jim would get so hot we were like headed there. So we told the kids, you stay in one place. When you go switch to the other one, you come, you check back in, you tell us where you go next. And if we're not here, you better come through the, the lazy, um, river. lazy river. So we would be all caught up in our conversation. All of a sudden, we would just get trashed with water. Like they would come and try to flip yep. us. Here were the kids checking in. It really was a fun day. It was fun, but it was exhausting. Like the end of the day, I was burnt. I was tired. I was, 
I'm not used to little kids as much. And I felt like even though there wasn't anybody like Tater was the youngest one. I felt like those girls, when they all get together, act little, like little at all. (laughs) And then all of a sudden there's little kids all around you and there's little kids crying next to you. And there's a guy holding a newborn next to me. And I was just done. Like I was like, I want to You were done. I was so done. (laughs) You were definitely the boy mom of like independent kids yesterday easy because my son's 15 and he brought his 15 16 year old friend with him and i'm like okay have fun i need you to check in by three o'clock because that's what time i'm gonna want to leave and they were gone like they fed themselves and i don't have to worry about it that's one nice thing i do love about that water park is that there's security all the way around it so i feel perfectly safe and comfortable with my kids just going and doing their Mm -hmm. things there's probably well, a hundred very big there's a hundred lifeguards on staff easy yeah at that time like everywhere oh my god so they were so overbearing i was like what the heck are they blowing their whistle for every yeah. three seconds and it their head like nods, somebody was blowing their head nods, whistle head nods i'm like i'm a lifeguard and this is not what you do like no. this is just for show 60 <laughs> percent of the people in the lazy river were adults it yeah. was all moms grandmas it was all of us trying to get away chill out <laughs> these kids kept finding us (laughs) they found us they found us everywhere we went it was fun so it was fun in the long run we um i will say we probably should have talked more about our podcast for today but you know we talked about real life yesterday and we don't ever get girlfriend time because we're always working we're always planning we're always scheduling and we're always around a bunch of guys who want no part of that conversation that's true let's be honest that's true but um i enjoyed the girl time and i'm just not used to it and so who was i talking to that um somebody that i was on a podcast with oh it was on my other podcast that i just recorded and it hasn't gone live yet but on all american wing shooting podcast i was talking to one of my mentors that had been there from the very beginning and i said i'm always like so hunting driven and that's like chasing one goal after another that It's so crazy how God like threw this detour in my life to do a chick thing because I travel all the time. I'm usually the only female Mm -hmm. or if a a female comes in, like she just comes in and like leaves. It's not like there's somebody who's committed um, on my normal schedule for the year round season or whatever. And I've never really had, I've never had a female mentor or anything. And so this has meant the world to me to just change gears and really search myself on this side of my life that I never pay attention to. And I'm a girly girl too. So it's not yeah. like I'm like this hunter chick. I might be a boy mom, but I am a girly girl for sure. Like I love the girl things. I love doing girl things. I don't have a lot of girlfriends, but that's my own personal choice just because I like to keep my circle very small. You don't have time for a circle. And I don't be real. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> but in, in the long run, I just think the older I get, my, the smaller my circle gets the more valuable my time is for those I enjoy it with. Because if it's not going to be like reciprocated and given back to me, Mm -hmm. I have no interest at this point. We talk a lot about that. And I think that we need to inspire you guys more on social media about those quotes that mean so much to us. Or I, I've been, I guess, trained to have a lot of boundaries because I chose to do a lot of middle management training within my career to be career oriented because in competition I had to have a certain, um, 
I guess, mental strength because everybody at a certain place in life, whether, you know, you're competing in sports or business or whatever, at, at the highest level, it's like everybody comes with the same skill set. So how you handle your emotions is the what brings people to the top. And mm-hmm. so I do want to talk more about that, you know, in the future in my training because I didn't realize how valuable that was. I mean, yeah, I saw it in my scores when I was in the middle of the training, right? Mm-hmm. Like we would do hardcore work and a month later I would start to see the results in my scores. But now I'm not competing and I haven't competed in nine months or mm-hmm. so. So this has been like a whole new career shift, life shift for me. But I'm seeing how that mental management training is working in my life. And like I was talking to Chad today because his daughter wants to be a rock star volleyball player. And then I've got a kid that wants to be a politician and she's in DC. And then Taterbug wants to be this rock star shooter. And even though like our kids are younger and JC's older, of course, like, I can see how that training is going to benefit them and the positivity that was put into my mind, um, uh, how I speak and the, all the habits that I was made to create. So I think that's going to be really cool. We need to do an episode about parenting champions because we all have kids and we're all like, how in the world do we do it? Well, guess what? When we put like, I mean, we have a hard time putting ourselves first. So we're always reminding everybody, you got to you got to be your best self to give your best self. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? But what really motivates us is giving our best self. Yep. So the work is becoming our best self. And um, well, we've had this conversation literally because I've had yeah. like three huge issues in my own life. Right. Which and I feel like I deal with stress very well. And I'm always positive and I'm always like go just moving forward. Like things don't really like tear me down or stop me from the path I'm trying to walk. Mm -hmm. Right. And this last week, literally it's like every day, something where I'm just like, what the heck, man, what the heck? Yeah. And you have told me all about this and Mm -hmm. about your person, your mentor, um, your life coach and how I need to sit and talk with them. And I feel like I've had so many, because again, the beauty school I came from, they have such like a focus on, um, positivity and giving back and motivational speakers like they always brought these kind of people into the school so I feel like I have that good outlook but the last three days man I just feel like everything was like slap in the face yeah slap in the face slap in the face like whether it's just like drama or issues with whatever or the biggest thing is being unappreciated and that's something that you've had to deal with and that is an issue that i think women in general have whether it's the relationships like we're talking about today Mm -hmm. how to avoid getting to that place but then with friendships too when you feel unappreciated at your job or in a friendship or at home you just can't be your best self or for instance And I know we're going to talk about this. I want to let's, we should actually write that down. That next podcast is going to be about, um, raising champions. And I want to bring up my entire son's baseball experience that's happened right now that literally just came to a head today. But just that, like just that in general of the things that have happened, like that, everything that I've invested this summer, everything that I've invested dollar wise, like it's just tearing me down. Like, oh, to, well, and it's like, and do I don't business. Yeah. And it, my poor son. And I, I'm thinking, I keep asking him, like, are you okay? Are you okay with the decisions I'm making right now? Like I'm doing this for you. 
And I just want to make sure. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm done. Like I'm out. So again, we're going to bring this up again next episode, um, raising champions. And then I'll chill. I'll fill you guys in all the drama parenting of, champions. Uh, yeah. Parenting tra- champions. Yeah. And all the drama of <laughs> the Northern Nevada little league. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you guys. We're a heads so up. off subject by the way. We I know, so but <laughs> so let's also explain. So tonight we're, uh, babe, you have not called us back. So babes in Modesto. Yes, girl. You haven't called us back yet. So tonight we're drinking margaritas. And by the time we got in here, because all these things had happened leading up to us doing our podcast, we were supposed to do it at five and then somebody else was podcasting and then someone else needed to do something else and then conversations. But so we might be two, three margaritas in by the time we started oh, no. this part. Not three. Not three? I'd be done. Okay. So tonight was keeping the spark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We've all had past relationships. You and I both have had past relationships. And so I came into this one and like, we both had walls, you know, it's like we're both career oriented and all these things. And it was the first time I've ever had a plus one in my career besides my dad. And my poor dad is like a super handsome guy. So we always got accused of being like with me and I would have to be like, Oh, I'm pumped the brakes people. That's my dad, you know? Yeah. And so it's been really cool to have had him go to all my banquets and everything with me along the way. But, um, so things that like, I just sat down and made a list today, a whole page of like, what makes this so special? And I don't know if when you're younger, you just don't have enough life experience to take the small things as serious as you should or to have an, an appreciation for them like you should but I really think it has to do too with the way that you're raised and brought up okay, right that's so true so let's talk about your friends okay my friends the Gilmers okay the Gilmers and they do not even but let's talk about the there. one that was your actual girlfriend was what's what was her name which one the Gilmore's daughter Jaren what was her name Jaren Jaren okay so Jaren what does her relationship look like no. Oh, well, she's married to a guy that we were all friends with in high school and they live. This is like the most precious story. This whole family is so sweet. And we had a family farm where our cows were backed up to their family property. Mm-hmm. And so we're all like really good family friends, like distantly related. And so she ended up with the great grandmother's farmhouse and they've remodeled. It. I mean, this is like such a I don't know, stereotypical North Georgia fairy tale kind of story is what they live. Mm-hmm. And so they have this gorgeous old farmhouse and she and her husband have this cute little girl and they live yeah, right they down the street from her parents. Super, super lovey, probably all the time yeah. because that's what they saw every day. Right. Right. Yeah. So me, I didn't see that at all with my parents. Mm-hmm. Like my parents. I didn't either. My parents, they should have been divorced they're still married to this day, which blows my mind. Oh my God. That's but, another story. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. But <laughs> my parents, I remember the day that my mom, my sister left for college and my mom moved into my sister's bedroom. I was like 10. And it's like, they still, again, to this day are still married, but it was over then. Like all it was, was fighting. All it was, was this. So I knew, so it's kind of different because I, I knew what I didn't want in a mm-hmm. relationship when I met my husband. But there were so many things that I was just like, pick, 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 pick. Or my husband would pick, 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 pick on me. Well, you don't know how his parents were divorced. And his, 
like my parents, like we would always, I felt like we were living what we saw. That's really what it came down to. I don't even remember loving my moments with my parents. Like I don't remember one levy moment with yeah. my parents but they were split up by the time i was 10 yeah you know i don't have a whole heck of a lot of me- memories before then but i don't remember them ever being lovey i really i don't i see pictures of me and when i was a kid and we were all like one happy family camping because that was one thing we used to always do when i was super little is like we always would go camping for two weeks every summer yeah but you and those can't... pictures were amazing yeah but like, you know that it's really easy to fall into happiness when you get away and you escape reality. Mm-hmm. So, number one, let's go with this list and we'll okay. break this list down. Communication is key. And that is something that, like, we're yep. super big on. Yeah. And sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes it's hard to say things that you're scared that somebody is going to disagree with. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you're even scared of your own emotions. So you hold back. Yeah. You know, but communication is really key in all relationships. So, you know, like at weddings today, well, I shouldn't say today because I was married in 2002, but we had this big jar, right? And then I had these cute little note cards that were like, give the bride and groom well wishes. I think and there's one that. Yeah. that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And someone wrote, don't ever go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever go to bed mad at each other. And that was one thing I think I stuck through my entire marriage and I was married 17 years before David died like that's unheard of these days when you think about relationships I always like even if I was mad or if he was mad or we were both equally mad at each other by the time I went to bed I'd make sure to roll over give him a kiss goodnight like okay let's clear the air let's start fresh in the morning that was one thing that I think was perfect perfect information and valuable information for someone to give to me when I was 23 years old getting married. Right. And that's part of communication, right? It It is part of communication, but it's like, um, being able to say things that you're scared to say, you know, and it's like having that safe space, but it's also being cognizant of how you say things. Yeah. Because I'm probably the world's worst at just like blurting out things and just being like, well, this is how I feel, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and then expecting to work it out. Right. But what I say in the heat of the moment could be offensive, yeah, you know, and, it, and it's not my intention. So then I just make the problem worse or whatever, because sometimes you do say things and it was never your intention, but you can't take your words back. Correct. And so, you know, that is one thing that, um, and words hurt. They do hurt. Sometimes words hurt really bad. And you might say something in the heat of a moment, right? And call somebody a name or say something that maybe you kind of thought about, but for some reason your balls were big enough to just throw it out there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, that can crush somebody. That could really hurt their feelings. That could really sit with them for the rest of their life. Oh, right. And then something that I think that I do is like, In the moment, I think of, okay, well, this is what happened. Instead of me waiting and, like, processing the way that I see it, over time, your perspective seems to grow. Yep. Instead of be so narrow. So sometimes, I'm not going to say that your feelings aren't still hurt or whatever, but if you wait a little while before you react, then sometimes your perspective can bring a little bit more truth to the situation. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's really I'm good. Gonna, I'm trying to learn because I wanted to say absolutely again so much. So bad after that. Be like, absolutely. Absolutely. But I've heard so many times be like, Jen, chill out on the absolutely. It's just because that's almost something that when I get nervous that I'll say more than once. But like my our first podcast <laughs> together. But right there, it needed two absolutely. Right. Two absolutely. Communication is key. Okay. The next one. Um, I wrote down remembering that we are for each other. And it's so easy when somebody steps on your toes to just automatically go in the defensive and forget that you're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. United front. That's right. It's so important to feel that you have the team player in life. Yeah. And you need them to be there for all the decisions, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's not always like, okay, we're going to do this together and make the best decision. Sometimes you guys are going to make really crappy decisions together and it's okay Mm -hmm. because you made them together, right? Okay. So let's put this out there. At our age, we come with baggage. That's something that we don't, like, (laughs) girl, we don't want to acknowledge that we are, and, and I used to say this all the time. I'm broken or whatever, you know? And it's like, I don't even care. I'm just going to be like the crazy woman with the 50 dogs and I don't even care. But, you know, then you realize, okay, well, these life experiences are meant to make us better. Like we're supposed to learn from them. We're supposed to have more knowledge, wisdom, right? So how do we use negative situations of our past to make us better? And then we control our triggers and we have to understand that when we get triggered, The majority of the time, it's because it's our own personal insecurity, not the other person's action. Mm -hmm. And that is a very hard pill to swallow. So when remembering that we are for each other in a situation that happens, we're not quick to go into communication. So therefore, we're not putting our foot in our mouth, right? We're evaluating our trigger to bring our own ownership into the situation Mm -hmm. before you know, in remembering that we're for each other before we communicate. Yep. I completely agree with that one. Well, I just put like all of them together. <laughs> okay. Um, Ch- I- I'm setting myself up for massive accountability right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one. And this is like my biggest thing. Like benefit of the doubt. Like we got to have that trust factor. We got to always like in every situation we got to be like, Hold up, like we got to give each other benefit of the doubt in the beginning, like work it out. Yeah. Because again, not necessarily every decision you're going to make in life is going to be a good one, right? <laughs> and we learn by our mistakes. I feel like that's when we learn the most is by our mistakes. So it's okay to mess up. But knowing from that other one, like I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're making the right decision, even though it might not be the right decision. I'm going to trust in you that we can do this together. Yeah. Right. Or you're going to trust that. And the benefit of the doubt is that your intention was good. I see. And that's where everybody's like, you wear your heart on your sleeve. I do. I do. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I feel like everybody is truly trying to do good in the world. Like, to each other for each other i know but and, that ain't true it's not true and that's where i'm learning i'm learning this lesson so hard these days but i always think literally i'm telling my esthetician a story which 
Stephanie, you are coming on this podcast and you're coming to my birthday party in a couple weeks and you're going to be Anna and you're going to fall in love with her. But I want her on this podcast because her mind, it's just different. Like the way that she thinks about things and the way that she, like, I always vent to her about everything and I'm venting to her about a situation and she looks at me and she's like, Jennifer, you expect everybody to be like us. Mm -hmm. You think that everybody is going to be like us wholehearted, want to do things for people, want to do things for your friends, your family, and think that that is the way that they think as well. And that is the hard truth. It's not true. It's not right. true. It's not true. People are not like me, like you. Right. Where they want the best for everyone. I want the best for everyone, all of my friends. I want everybody to be a success. Right. But there's people out there that want the exact opposite. Well, or when not they, the exact opposite, but they use people to get to what they want. Or and that feels when success, terrible. Or when they do, their friends do start getting successful, or their family members, whatever. The, all they want to do is complain and tear them down because mm -hmm. of pure jealousy. Yeah, things like that. Correct. So. Okay, so that leads into the next one: protecting one another. So it's really important to always have each other's back. Always. And never correct each other in public because we're not perfect. Like we already said, you know, but just don't call people out in front of other people. Yeah. Because that's that united front thing is a big deal. Yeah. It, because not only is it embarrassing, but it's also degrading. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I even do this with my kids. So like if there's a situation, unless it's a situation where it calls for right then and there intervention, right? Like I'm going to intervene right now because right. it's a completely wrong situation. I'm going to wait. If it's a party or we're with a couple of their friends and something goes wrong, like I'm going to wait until we're at home and be like, listen, this, this, and this not okay. This isn't how we behave. I'm not going to call you out in front of all your friends. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I need you to know that if it happens again, there's a possibility that you're going to get called out in front of all your friends and it's going to be, you're going to be mortified in mm -hmm. the long run about yeah. it. So it's not just relationships. That relationship could go with your children, with your parents, with anything. I think that that is a giant rule to live by. Yeah, I do too. And, um, it's, it's hard about your tongue sometimes mm -hmm. and know that somebody is wrong, but you just have to back them up until it's in private because the consequence of doing that is far greater mm -hmm. than being right. Yeah. And I never care to be right. No. I just want to be on the same page, I think, you know? And so, okay, next one I have. Okay, so this is a big topic probably on its own. But the things that we have to remember is that women, to keep the spark, need the emotional connection where men are mostly physical. Yeah. Okay. So in like saying that, how do we set ourselves up for success to continue that emotional connection? And how do we stay attractive? Because like China talk about this all the time, because the fact of the matter is we're just getting old. You need to and stop you know because I'm older about. than you. Oh my okay. gosh, I'm older than you and so you can't like, say this. It's like, okay, like, you know, and he jokes around all the time about everything. And so he's constantly like picking fun at me. Well, it's like, okay, we were trying to each other like we are right now. Is life really going to change us? Yeah, but do we need to work really hard to stay and meet those expectations of like what brought us together? And, and for men, that would be 
like a physical attraction, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. For females, like I was emotionally attracted to him first because I didn't even like see him in person, right? So I had an emotional connection of how I felt after we talked. Mm -hmm. And that's what lasted. That's what always brought me back to like wanting to talk to him more. So for women, like we need to think about that and we need to take pride in ourselves because I'm, I have said so many times, like, I just wish I had a bigger ego that would <laughs> motivate me to like uh, put my best self out there. Yeah. Like this morning he threw me on a business meeting and I still like had your PJs on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? You know, I mean like granted yeah. we did have a crazy morning and I got thrown into a lot first thing, but I never expected to have to go on camera in a business meeting, but you're right. Like I just don't have that. And there's some women that are, especially being from the South, they're always like put together and you would never see them without their makeup done and their hair done and their best outfit on. And that just ain't me. And I never had that. I just th throw a hat on and chapstick and roll out the door. Yeah. You know, that's me now. That's so funny that you said that because I said to Clay the other day, I was just like, you remember when I used to be cute? And he was just <laughs> like, what? Again, I came from the beauty industry, so I had to be to a T every day. My hair was done. I, my makeup was always done. My nails were always done. I'd always have these long, funky painted fingernails. Like, I always had my red lips, and I can't remember the last time I had red lips. Like, I can't remember. Actually, I when I went on a date a couple weeks ago, Okay, well, I maybe did... that was it, but I didn't see you, but it was definitely our last concert. You had those red lips on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I go out now is when I wear lipstick. But when I first started working here, like, every day my hair was done. My hair has been in this bun since I got to work this morning. Like, it, I don't even think I brushed my hair this morning. I was just like, whoop, whoop, done. Yeah. I told Clay, I'm like, He's like, you used to get all dolled up for work. And I was just like, no, I don't even care because you guys don't care. Like, at least I'm not wearing sweatpants. Like, I don't wear sweatpants or like yoga pants every day to work. That's not me. I do get dressed every single day. I have jeans on or a dress on or something like that. But I used to do my hair every single day. I used to do my makeup every single day. Now I'm just like, because the guys are just like, no big deal. Like, it doesn't make a difference. But to me... I feel better about myself. If I do show up and my well, hair is done. You had to be on that video too. Yeah, I did have to be on that video. But my I took my ponytail out. Okay, well, I can't I do that. I took my ponytail out. And I had a bun in too. And I'm like, oh, maybe if I just pull my hair out. So it was like during the break, I just switched my but hair it's, it's just I mean, I think that that's life in general. Like if I give an effort, I feel like I could take on the world. That is true. So my not, confidence that is That does huge. change our confidence. And I think... That change in confidence is what makes us attractive, not really our appearance. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is the that's the kicker. Yeah, is that it's the way that we carry ourselves, mm -hmm. the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we care about others, and we always give our best when we feel our best. Yep. Absolutely. So that's what's so important about taking care of us. But then at the same time, this is where it bites me in the butt because my mentor Risa is going to tell me because I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Nobody comes up to talk to me. She's just like, guys are intimidated by you. So here now I have all this confidence because I have red lipstick on and heels and I'm at the bar or I'm out with my girlfriend. Okay, we're not going back to the bar. We already established that. <laughs> and, and I have zero men coming and talking to me because now I'm intimidating. But hey, I'd rather be intimidating 
and be who I am and wear my red lips and be confident when I'm out than swallowing up in the corner, not being myself. Okay. True. For sure. Okay. So you ready for the next bullet point? Go for it. We're only halfway through my page. Oh, no. This is going to be a three-hour-long podcast. Okay. Sorry, guys. And the rest of them, I mean, they're just kind of like no-brainers, but it's hard to, to, like, once you move into relationships, and we've been there, where there's, and there's so many people that we're hearing about. God, our life is just so sad. Resentment sets in. And you don't want to go back to that place. Yep. You don't want to do the work. It you you honestly feel like it'd be easier to just start over, and you know I I don't know each situation I think is very different, and the um the consequences of every situation are different. But you've invested in something, and so at the end of the day, like you know. I think it's better if you're at a place where you can reestablish these things and never get to the point to where you're faced with that crossroads Mm -hmm. as to what do I do next. But there are going to be people that are faced there and you have kids involved and everything. And it's just like life is not greener like (laughs) on the other side. It really isn't. And and the more um, changes that you make, the more life is complicated. Like I just moved across the country and I miss my family and I miss the South. And yeah, I still absolutely love life here. And there's so like, I love the town. I really want to get involved in the town. Uh, You know, there's all these things, new relationships that I've built and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away the fact that I still miss other places or I miss other people. So it's like, you know, how do you play your cards to where you just never get to that point where you have to have those feelings? But when you do have those feelings, you make the best of it. So, like, here, um, this is where we are. So, we talk about this a lot. We talk about how are we going to keep this alive. Because we, we're we just, we absolutely love life. We love our careers. We live the same lifestyle. Like, we love the same things. We're as OCD and obsessive about sharing our passion for the outdoors together with the entire world. Like, we eat, live, sleep, dream, breathe the same things. And that's exciting that I finally have somebody in my life like that. Because mm-hmm. not even my parents have shared the love for the outdoors. And most women can say, my dad did this with me. But I just did this on my own. So this is the first time that I can share my life with someone else. So that's super special. And I will tell you that I have Fort Knox protecting this relationship because of that. And so, anyways, that's, like, another conversation for another day of how, like, what I think is super important to protect that. But we'll talk about um, something that we did, and it was kind of by accident, but you kept Taterbug, and we went on a date night. And we never really do that because we're always doing group stuff. Like, we talk about, like, we're one big family, and we do things together all the time. So I was really shocked. I was like, let's go somewhere. And he was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, well... I haven't been here long enough to know exactly where I want to go yet. Well, then you call the handy Jen because I know exactly where you guys should be well, going. Well, um, you know, and this is like Brittany's spot. But um, my response to him was, let's find somewhere that's like our place. Like, we are gone half the year. And so, like, let's have a place where we could say that's like our place. 
So we ended up at this cool restaurant on the water that neither one of us had ever been to before. And it was okay. Like, you know, it's a fancy place and we can be fancy. We're not always fancy, you know, but it was really nice to just establish that and to keep that alive. So I look forward to like revisiting that place and having conversations about building memories there. But if it wasn't your place, you still need to find your place. Like I remember specifically in Oregon, my husband and I had a place Mm -hmm. and it wasn't fancy. It was a Mexican restaurant. Like we loved it. Mm -hmm. And every chance we got to be able to go out and now it was a little bit different when we dated and we're married and all of that. It was always a budget, right? So it was one we could afford to go because it would be kind of an expensive night for us after margaritas and all the fancy fajitas and all of that. But it's not like it was this fancy restaurant. Right. That we fell in love. Like, literally, the waiters, they knew our names. Yeah. They would come over. They would be so excited to see us. And eventually, David and I got engaged. And then we asked them to cater our wedding. So they were there for our most special day. Oh, that's And catered so our wedding. All the way up until, like, I just, because I was just up in Oregon visiting my dad, that I always make a stop there because mm-hmm. I know the owner. I know the bartender who was at my wedding. Like I know the guy that's been the same waiter for the last 20 years. Like they know me as soon as they see my face, Jennifer. Oh my gosh. How are you? And this one was hard because we go there and I hadn't been there in so long that instantly the owner, like I'd been there and it was a couple years ago I was there, but the owner, when he sees me was like, Oh, where's Papa? And I, they were talking about my husband. And I'm there with my kids. Yeah. And he had no, and I was just like, oh no, like, like, and he was, he was mortified that he didn't know. And I, he has, he like pulled me aside and had a long conversation with me. But again, I don't mean to make this sad or about me whatsoever, but that was our place. Yeah. And these people were our family. Like they knew our first names. They knew my kids' names. Like my kids would get, they'd get special things made just for them, you know, and things like that. Like you need to find that place. That place, so when things get a little rocky, you're like, we got to get back to our roots. Yeah. And that place will remind you And it doesn't have to be a fancy place. No. Ever. I mean, I don't really know why we ended up where we ended up. I I didn't have a clue where we were going. Actually, we turned (laughs) into this neighborhood and I said, do you have a clue where we're going? (laughs) So um, anyways, but yeah, the view was beautiful. It is a beautiful spot. It is a beautiful spot. But I feel like it's hit or miss. And like things that we love. Honestly, if you want to be honest, and this is like a mega plug. So all you Nashville goers, I'll tell you exactly where our place is. The scoreboard. The scoreboard. And, <laughs> and Nashville Palace. Like yeah. Nashville Palace is my favorite bar ever. The owners are our friends. Um, some of our closest couple friends, I'd say. I absolutely adore them. And that is our place. It's just not at home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. No hesitation, no doubt, if it's anywhere that we've ever been. Because, I mean, in the short amount, I wouldn't say short. We've been together for a while, but we've been to, like, 15 states already. And there are some couples that have never traveled that many states, and they've been together for a gazillion years. That was me and my husband. So. We've been to three states together. I would say, like, all the special things that we've done. And we sat down and made the list the other night and just, like, really celebrated us. And that was really cool to take time to do that because mm-hmm. we have to like make time for that. Yeah. But, and then like we have our favorite show and that's really fun because we don't get lost in just watching TV. We only watch things we agree on. We don't ever just sit and just watch TV. Yeah. So we don't get lost in that either. But 
We have like our special place, and you're right, scoreboard, hands down. See? And it doesn't scoreboard have to be in fancy? Nashville, and it is not fancy. They make the best skinny margaritas. They have the sweetest waitresses, best hot chicken, my favorite wings. You get the dry <laughs> rub with the sauce on the side. I'm telling you, I can tell you all about Nashville. Y'all want to know about Nashville? You just text me and Jen. But that's true. And who would have thought that I would know anything about Nashville? And Nashville is like everybody's yeah. just like, well, well, how do you feel about Nashville? I'm like, well, I can tell you, I'm going to live there one day. Like. I'm going to yeah, end up in Nashville. I'm going to live there one day, I'm going to end up it's in It's so Tennessee. funny. Okay, so now, like, here I've just put my whole heart and soul in this restaurant in Reno on the water. And you just really, like, brought me alive because our place See? really is there. We've danced on the dance floor. We've started all kinds of parties there. We've shut down parties there. You guys got the black satin jackets for, like, the, with, oh the, my gosh, with like, the logo on the back of them. Like, yeah. No. See, we I would rather be. We are the picture-perfect couple See? of the I would, scoreboard and the Nashville Palace. I would rather be in El Rodeo and Ben Oregon kind of girl any day of the week with my husband than any fancy restaurant here. Like I remember us going on a date to there's a really fancy, well, there's a fancy steakhouse in one of the casinos here and don't get me wrong. Like it was beautiful and the meal was impeccable Mm -hmm. and the service amazing. Like you couldn't beat it, but my dinner was $400 and it was like, I could go on and on and on about a little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant in Bend, Oregon. And I can maybe tell you what I ate now 10 years ago at the steakhouse. Like the comparison, like it was super nice and fancy. And it was definitely a date night that I'll never forget the bill. That's like really, that's really what I think of. Right. (laughs) But I mean, it was a great experience. But we used to go to El Rodeo like once a week, maybe twice a week if we were really rolling that week. Like, and that was where it was at. Like this little hole in the wall Mexican place with the perfect margaritas and the chips and salsa and uh, anyways. Okay. So I'll tell you other little things. I'm telling you all my secrets. That's good. I want you to tell me your secrets. Like. And then we give all your secrets to to the the world. world. (laughs) I've already done all my secrets. So, like, the crazy thing is, is that, like, we, like we've established that we live and work together 24-7, right? So, it's not like we're a couple that gets up and has coffee and then, like, goes our separate ways and then doesn't see each other till that evening or have ball or whatever. Like, we run into each other, have meetings or do something like photo shoot or video or podcast or whatever together off and on all day long. Yep. So... <laughs> like tonight he had a podcast and I really haven't seen him today, which is really strange. Um, very much. So I'm like texting him things while he's like in the middle of working as if he went off to work, you know, or whatever. And so I like send him things, but I still do that even though I could just say, well, I'm going to see him in five minutes or I could take it, you know, just take it for granted that we are in the same place. Yeah. And I just, I never do. I never take it for granted. I mean, we could be sitting in the duck blind and I'll text him and just tell him like something sweet or I think he's smoking hot in his band of pants or <laughs> whatever. And I do. Those band of pants got me from day one. <laughs> but you can laugh all you want, oh but it's God, the truth. I'm not going to hide it. So like I do those things and I absolutely love it. And I was thinking today or no, it was yesterday while we were there. I was like, I don't ever want to lose that. Like, yeah. I'm at an age where it's, like, I just want to get, like, more fun the older I get. 
and just enjoy every single moment the older I get. I don't want to get into a place of complacency. Yep. I never want to be complacent with life or any aspect of my life ever again. I'm I'm just not willing to settle anymore. Like settle, like settle and just make do with the way it is. Like there's always bigger and better, right? No matter what. Like so let's just keep rolling. Let's just keep rolling and doing amazing things and make the next party even better and make the next dinner even more amazing or the whatever it is in life. Like I want it to be better than the day before. You know, okay, so let's get into this situation because I think that this is something that isn't an issue for us, but the world makes it an issue. So I'm a I can do it all myself kind of chick because I've had to, right? Like I've traveled the entire country with my big truck and trailer all by myself with dogs and hunted and done all those things. But never one time did I ever feel like I was equal to him. Mm -hmm. Even though like I've done things, I always know he could have done them better. Or I appreciate the fact that he's always a leader in our relationship or in our family with the kids. And I want him to be that role. Like I wanted somebody to be that where even though I'm what you would probably call an alpha female in a female crowd, like I don't have a hard time like taking leadership or making decisions or things like that. Like I don't need, I don't desire to be that person in our relationship. So I just feel like um, the world encourages so much like feminism in a way that is like equality to a man to where if a man doesn't feel like he can play his role, I think that is the first step to destruction of a successful relationship. Yep. And there's a lot of people that are probably going to be like, what the heck did she just say? (laughs) I like, and I'll say it again. Like I have done a lot of things that so many men are jealous of. And I don't take it for granted because I am a female. My dad raised me to be independent, but I never felt like I was like equal to a man to do it. I just felt like I lived up to my potential Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm still striving in some ways, but in the, in that situation of being able to just hit the road and, and road trip and hunt or whatever. So in our relationship, I think it's very important that I play a feminine role and that he is the masculine role because that's what makes us work. And I am so grateful to have a man that's man enough to be that. Yeah, you're blessed so with that. So I celebrate that all the time. And there's no way in the world that I would ever want to step on his on his toes on that because that's like where Steve Harvey talks about the three Ps. If I were to, to step on his toes in that role, then he couldn't fulfill the three Ps. And then I'm not created to fulfill those three Ps. So then our relationship is all off kilter from that beginning. So I like, I am so glad that because of you know, being raised in a Christian home or whatever, that that was um, imparted to me. And I will probably say that was my grandmother because my grandparents were the most fun couple ever. Like they had dance parties at their house and they, they did everything together. I don't ever remember, like they never not hunted together. They never did anything apart. And so, you know, that's another couple in my life that I really don't give enough credit to because it, it was just so normal. But it's not normal. You know, it's not normal that they were together for 60 years. And the only reason they're not still together is because my grandpa passed. Exactly. You know, so um, 
I guess you don't realize how society today is actually encouraging roles that wreck the things that we strive to have the most. So in reflection as to who we are, you know, wanting to be in the goals that we set personally, we need to, I guess, self-check to see if we're stepping on the toes of that male figure in our life that our significant other and not allowing him to be who he's called to be. I agree. I agree. I, I agree that the fact, well, I see it a lot in some of my friends too, um, or my mentors where they are very alpha female and they very much run the show and the men in their lives are, I'm not going to say cowards cause that's, that's hard to say, but I felt like if the men were a little bit stronger then the powerhouse of a couple that, that they could be mm-hmm. is completely different of the, of the, of the couple that they currently are. True. Right. Yeah, for sure. So my husband, I was looking for that man, the man of the house. I wanted the white picket fence. I wanted all of that. But my husband was not like a man, man. Like, it's so different now with this whole world that I'm in with working here and being around all these, you know, big burly guys that do all these men things and have knives in their pockets. And <laughs> like they pull out their pocket knife. Like I don't think David ever even owned a pocket knife. And what? if I needed something fixed around the house, I would have to call someone See, for I that. I can't relate to that. See, and that's the only life I ever knew with a man. Yeah. You know, because he was the biggest, that was half my life I spent with David. Who could, who could never fix anything or could never um, hang a picture on a wall with it being straight because he didn't know or without it going through drywall and not into like a stuff like he, he didn't know how to do that kind of stuff. And that to me was hard. Like and again, now with the last podcast where we talked about dating and what my expectations are, I'm looking for a man, man. Like a man, man, one that drives like a pickup truck yeah, and has no problem if the sink is leaking, is going to hop underneath it and fix it. Like that was never a life for me. And now at this point, again, not settling. So I get where you're going with that one completely. Well, okay. So I've always been like a super redneck. When I turned 16, I had a pickup truck. A Toyota, to be exact, extended cab, five-speed, four-by-four, where you start to get out and lock the hubs. <laughs> anyway, so from the very beginning of me driving, I always had that rule that I could never date somebody that had a smaller truck than me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and my, when I met my husband, oh, my God, you're going to die. When I met my husband, he drove a, a, a Honda Accord. <laughs> no. I swear to God. Not even on the radar. It was a Honda four-door Accord with, like, Full of speakers in the trunk. Like, oh was- <laughs> my gosh. That's so funny. But I mean, like, I'm not saying that he couldn't have loved you to pieces, you know. Oh, he did. I was, I just lived like such a different life that I needed like a, like a good, like a down home. Cause Chad's not a redneck by any means, especially from the standards of where I come from. But you know, like that's what I had to have. Like I had to have somebody that could outdo me and I was raised by I was an only child I'm an only child so my dad was a builder and he and I was free labor so I'm like okay well you know give me 
tools in a wood shop and I can put anything together. And then I went to school for that. Right. So then I was just like, was reinforced in the male world over and over and over. And then I became a hunter or whatever. So it was, it was like in a shooter and all these things. So it's like, yeah, I took like a real man to like <laughs> catch my eye. But you know, it's really funny how like you, every, like everybody needs a different something. Yeah. But you just, you know, like, it's really weird to have that chemistry because we've been friends for so long and then to have that chemistry. But I will say the biggest thing about us that we want to keep alive is the fact that we have fun. We have fun every single day. We laugh every single day. And that's what it's all about, and though. And we live, work, do everything together. Yeah. And that's hard. It's so hard. But there's not been one day that we have not had fun. See? But that's that's the whole purpose of this entire podcast is finding out how to keep it going, how to keep it thriving, how to keep, you know, the love going, the magic going, the sparks, all of that. Like, that's what this entire podcast is about. And but it's I, a conscientious effort. And I think that's the biggest point is like we could give list after list after list of things that you could do and ideas to like keep the spark alive but at the end of the day it's a decision yeah it's a choice it is it's a, a choice. choice to live life together and to be partners in life yep and wanting more wanting more than what life just has to offer wanting the best for you both wanting to be included with each other with everything like that's what you want in life yeah so so i never really talk about it. it's like i don't know it's kind of been a joke that i um don't promote that because it's so precious to me. Like I said, I built a vault around it to protect it. And that's what I do. Like I'll share some things, but at the end of the day, like it's so precious to me that it's mine. Yeah. It's not for the world. And so that's another thing. Like there's so many people that just put their entire life out there on social media and they feel the need to, and I know that there are some people that live a genuine life on social media, but at the, for the most part, we live a social media life and we don't show the hard parts. You know, it's like yeah. you can only show so much and it's like highlights. So I live part, a social media life because it's part of my job. Honestly, yeah, if it's it wasn't job. like I don't even I barely post on my own channels now just because I'm like so done because I got to do the other four of them mm -hmm. every single day. So by the time it comes to mine, I'm just like, you guys really don't care that I had a bagel for breakfast today. Oh my God. But <laughs> you, you guys know, like, don't care that I took this great selfie this morning. Let's be honest. I do think it's a special gift to inspire others to, to live their best life, but you can't do it at the expense of sacrificing what's most precious to you. Yeah. And so and I just encourage that to too. Like, and it's not just us. It's, you know, everybody listening, you always make some type of influence in your own bubble, whether you try to or not, like mm -hmm. you are. So you can choose right now to say, I'm actually an influencer of my world because you are no matter if social media deems you an influencer or not, you're still an influencer because of the people that you're surrounded by. Yep. And so it, you got to make that conscience choice of what you share and what you put out there because it's precious. Like the, the, our precious time is something that I protect. I, I couldn't agree on that one more because 
my time i literally had this conversation i le- i wish i could say literally like you like literally literally, literally. i literally. we had this conversation earlier because she said literally and i'm like god i love that so much that's how you say it because <laughs> i'm like literally and you're like literally <laughs> i'm like it's just so much fancier but i we literally had this conversation earlier today that i am done giving and not receiving, right? I have put it all out there. I expect people to reciprocate it and I just can't do it anymore. I don't have the energy or the time. Like I do not have the time anymore for people who don't value my time. They don't value my worth. I'm just done with that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't preach that more right now and make sure my children understand that like we had a, a big lesson with Gavin the other day because he came home from baseball again. This is something we should talk about next week. But he came home from baseball and he said he overheard in the dugout these two other kids talking crap about his best friend who's a hard worker. He's a great player. And my lesson to him right away was like, did you stop it? And he was just like, well, no. And I was like, OK, well, your best friend, that's like family. Right. Yeah. Would you let someone at school talk about your brother like that? And he was like, well, no, I'm all best friend, importance, family. Like we stand up for each other. That's worth our time. That's worth our purpose. All of it. That is where everything makes it worth it. Mm -hmm. You need to shut that down. Like next time I'm like, this is where the lesson is. Yeah. And you have to understand that. I'm like, I understand like you're not a confrontational kid blah 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 but this is your family your best friend is your family and you hear things like that you shut it down because we protect our family we protect our circle we keep that circle small for a reason because outsiders aren't going to do the same for us Mm -hmm. right people that we don't let in that little tiny circle they're not going to do the same for us right or respect us the way that we deserve to be respected so i get that completely yeah, this it's just so important. And so, I mean, we can go through list after list, like we said. And I hope that something struck with somebody like, I used to do that. It used to be important to us. Or, you know, and then you hop back on the saddle. Like, get back in the saddle. No. Get it done. Um, Because it's important. Like, if you can find the spark and keep the spark, it's going to flood through your entire life. But if you get to the point of, resentment and complacency that also floods into every aspect of your life. Yeah. And be that person, ladies, this one's for you. So she talked about sexual attraction earlier and how that's where a man's purpose comes in. So like their first instinct is to be sexually attracted to someone while we're looking at the bigger picture. He made me laugh. Uh, We had great conversation, things like that don't lose it. It it might be 40 years down the line and your body might not be the same as it was that once that, you know, when you first met or something like that, know that he's still attracted to you and make sure that he sees that. So buy the lingerie ladies, buy it, wear it. He's going to love you. If he loves you, he's going to love you in it no matter what, no matter what size you are, no matter any of that. So be sexual back. Know that that is how their minds work too. They are sexual 
it sounds terrible. I was going to say sexual predators. They're not oh sexual predators. Oh my gosh. But that's what, I mean, men, they thrive on passion. They thrive on those sexual experiences. So be part of it and understand it and know it and, and wear it well. Like, be proud of it. So don't lose your spark in that direction either because I feel like I know lots of people that have been married a long time, a short time. And the first thing that always goes is sex. Like truthfully, like that's the first thing that they kind of lose. And when that is the first thing that attracted him to you, don't lose that. Like you can't lose that. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand it on a regular basis. I truly feel that that like sexual relations and relationships like that passion, like it, it goes hand in hand and in order to keep that spark, in order to keep it moving, it's like you have to be into each other on a regular basis like that. So. It's so true. Yeah. We're really PDA and I don't, I'm not going to apologize. I love that. Like I want, I got to smack my butt as I'm walking past them to go to the ladies room. Like I want that. <laughs> okay, we're not going to put all of our stuff out there. Okay. <laughs> this has been a good podcast. If you ever run into us in public, like, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but this is who we are. So and we, we are. don't hide it. So fun. So, well, this has been a great podcast. We got an idea for next week. And I so. just, like, I hope that it, it really does inspire people to go back in their files and remember what it was like when they first met the love of their life. And not only like how great the relationship was, but how amazing it made them feel. You know, I really think when you're in love and you have that spark, it just bleeds over into every aspect of your life rather than carrying burdens. And so just look at it as part of your wellness and personal well-being to keep your spark alive because the best way to live your life and it's yep. and it always takes work there's no way around it but it's worth it yeah and don't care what other people think like don't let someone else put out your fire no. don't kiss them in public love it let them be slap the, your butt as jc says <laughs> yeah slap your butt all the time um, as jc says the same side couple she used to hate that so bad we're such the same side couple when you go into the booth or you're in a restaurant and everybody sits on the same side i'm like i text her the other day i'm like same side couple <laughs> I love be it. Be that. Be it. Be it. And live your best life, you guys. Hopefully you guys took away some great information from us tonight. I always enjoy my evenings with you, the lovely Anna V. Well, thanks, Jen. I never get enough of you. <laughs> 12 plus hours a day we have. Know, right. Uh, well, thank you guys so much tonight. Um, I want to thank the margarita maker, the lovely Anna V, for keeping me hooked up tonight and always being the best of company in this podcast studio with me. Look on our saved stories for our skinny Marg recipe. Yes, absolutely. It's we will delicious. Be adding that. Um, and we love you guys. Thanks for listening and tune in next week. Thanks for listening to 40 years to freedom podcast. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time.